You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. You are listening to The Mando Show, a podcast and review of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian and all things Star Wars. This week, we look at the third chapter of the book of Boba Fett, The Streets of Mos Espa. Hello and welcome back to the Mando Show. I am uh, one of co-hosts, Chad, the Mandalorian. Uh, today we'll be going through, as Derek so eloquently said, Chapter Three: the streets, not the mean streets, the streets of Mos Espa, because they can't be that mean when you have a group of animatronic uh, tweens patrolling them in their colorful Vespas. Very but colorful. Before Vespas. we get into that, let's go around the table and do some introductions. To the left of me. Derek Alvarado, father of two, tattoo artist, and Star Wars fan for life. And across from me, Udi Alvarado, Star Wars fan and podcaster. And last and certainly not least, this is Joe, unapologetic Star Wars fan and uh, fellow podcaster. Vibe show, Joe. <laughs> I just need you to give me one of those the okay. next time. Well, it'll be four show. One, one's going on hiatus for a few months. Okay. Which one? All aboard. Oh. What up, Car? <laughs> Shout out. Okay. All right. So we're three episodes in. How many? How many overall? To remind me, how many overall are we getting in this? Is it seven? Seven. Okay. So we're seven. Almost seven. One seven. away from being Ten. just past halfway. And I feel like I'm okay with that, with what we have. Uh, I've gotten some answers uh, to questions I've had. Um, there's still some left to be seen. Um, but to begin, did y'all see that Bomar Monk walk across oh, the yeah. little spider? Yeah. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Throwback to Return of the Jedi. Those things are messed up, dude. Oh, yeah. Are when they? you go into the... What hit. they are? Oh, yeah. Ooh. It's jacked. It's a, oh, br- yeah. it's a brain in a skeleton arachnid body. Yeah. And... Jabba's palace is their old monastery yeah. and he keeps them around because he thinks they're funny to look at. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> right? Like, they, well, I was like, oh, that's cool to see that. Let me, uh, I think they're Bomar monks. Let me look them up and then I like get to the Wikipedia page. I'm like, oh my God, this is evil. <laughs> well, yeah, Jabba the Hutt was not a nice guy. No, and then, well, well those priests would also capture people and do the same thing to them mm-hmm, as punishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's yeah, kind of, I mean, you don't, you don't well, feel super bad. Yeah. It's kind of like the old, they're like Star Wars' version of Cybermen is the kind of way I saw it. Uh, yeah, g- good analogy, I think. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, this episode starts with uh, another, not the Bomar Monks, another uh, well, new character, but someone we've all been introduced to before, and I'm sure you know him from somewhere. You've seen him in something. The man's name is Steven Root. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I just wanted to know, have you... Have you seen my water? It was on my desk. <laughs> they took my water. They took my water. I, I believe no. I, last time I did not get a piece of cake, and I was promised a piece of cake, but I never got a piece of cake, and somebody took my stapler. Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> but we we're trying to turn Gordon from Office Space. Mm-hmm. Uh, another good one of his that I always loved is uh, Dodgeball. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You know. This episode of Extreme Sports Quarterly. Yeah. ESP like uh, no, ESQ. Yeah. It's ESQ. The Ocho. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't mm-hmm. see Steven Root in a lot, but what you do see him in is memorable because he's such a great character actor, and he always nails them. Um, and he comes in with a problem. Yeah, Udi? Alice for love. Sorry. <laughs> Had to throw it in. It's a, another dodgeball reference. Yeah. Uh, so he comes in with a problem. He's got some, there's a group of animatronic, no good people. Whippersnappers. Whippersnappers mm-hmm. stealing his water because he's a moisture farmer middleman. Watermonger. 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 Yeah. Self-proclaimed watermonger. And he offers Boba double the tribute to make him go away. Uh, he was very, what, what was it? Very, um, well, he started out by saying that nobody respected him. Like, yes, that's a either really dumb move or a really ballsy move to walk in saying that. 
Well, we get. I mean, he, he got him in his pocket. Like yeah. you're going to, without telling him you're going to do this for me, it's like, you're going to go do this for me. Well, we, we go back and you can even go back. One more little, uh, part is the briefing. Um, mm-hmm. everything is about, Oh, I don't want to offend you. Oh, I want to, you know, no offense, but nobody likes you kind of thing. And even, even the, um, 88 was like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the name that shall not be names like go and say job of the hut, you know, and I just find that whole honor and everybody or afraid of not know. Well, they're not knowing how he's going to do it, anything. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of like the underline of the show so far is like, well, we don't know what he's going to do. And, yeah. and then Boba trying to figure out, well, what am I going to do? Like I have my, I have my plan, but we were talking about, it, and I think this, episode kind of starts pointing us down a direction where we're thinking he may not be the nice crime boss coming up. That's what I was going to ask. Do you think he's kind of playing possum, feeling out how people are just reacting to... I think based on his decisions later in the episode, yeah. He's kind of letting the cards play out in front of him Mm -hmm. without really interjecting himself too much until he needs to. Um, Before we move on to the next scene, 88 did set up some future plot points in the dialogue talking about the different groups that Bib Fortuna had set up to rule over Mos Espa because Bib Fortuna was not the fearsome leader that Jabba the Hutt was. So he enlisted the Trandoshans, the Aquilish, and the Clatoonians, which are all different races in the Star Wars universe. And they're in the underbelly of the world. They're kind of all like ganged up by race because Star Wars is super xenophobic um, where the races do not get along or the different species do not get along. Weird, right? Yeah. Even on the same planet of uh, Mon Calamari. Mon yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Or Naboo. Naboo. Yeah, everything's a real good example of that. Everything. Well, and the Empire exemplifies the, the mm-hmm. xenophobic to the nth degree, too, because they have only humans. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, you have your occasional alien that they did use, but for the most part, yeah, it was all human, human-based. Mm-hmm. And we jump right into Boba solving that first problem for our watermonger, uh, heading to the streets of Mos Espo where he meets the... Chuck E. Cheese animatronic band <laughs> who's <laughs> who gives him some lip calls him they basically call him a boomer and I had to look up because <laughs> Samura Morrison is, is a little older but I was like he's not that old in like the timeline of Star Wars so technically he's only 41 I'm like can't call that an old man you stupid millennial, millennial Star Wars or um, it was pretty funny though watching them I mean, what cracked me up the most about that entire group was not only were they Super clean for tattooing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see know anybody yeah. that clean. Ev- everything about them was clean. The clothes, their the just their like healthcare. Aside from the animatronics, you know, but like they didn't even have dirty hair, like nothing. Yeah, and then their pristine Vespa speeders, pristine, like super shiny. I was like, what, did they just come drop? Did they just get dropped off from Coruscant? Like, what's going on here <laughs> yeah. with these guys? So before we get into it, this. Yeah, I know. I know. Throughout like this and Mandalorian, we normally don't know who the director is right. until the very end, with the exception of the first time we saw white lightsabers. We're like, okay, this is a Filoni episode. Mm-hmm. And there's another. So in this episode, there's another cameo that pops up, which was the obvious who the director was. Mm-hmm. But when I saw mm-hmm. th- these uh, Power Ranger style cyborgs, I'm like, okay, this is a Rodriguez episode. <laughs> this is Alita. This is Spy Kids. This is all the gadgets. So another <laughs> reference together, so. I've heard this group to that pops up later in the episode is that this is like an homage to American Graffiti. I heard that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which, if you don't know, is George Lucas's first major motion picture. Mm-hmm. If you don't count T- THX 1038. Um, but eh. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Boba... You know, they give him some lip and he's like, I hope you can fight as good as you can talk. And then that pisses off the watermongers. Like, you can't just let him do that. To which we learn that the watermonger is not this nice guy either, you know, overcharging for water and all this. So Bubba sets him straight, tells him how much he's going to get paid, tells him to lower his prices and then enlists along with his two Gamorrean guards. He's now got the group of the the cyborg Vespa gang because they're in the working district without jobs, without jobs. So Boba's putting Putting Tatooine back to work. <laughs> to Making Mos Espa great time. again. Yeah. <laughs> a very great society of you. Two to four people at a time mm-hmm. is doing it. But he's going to do it. 
And then uh, I believe we jump next into Boba and the back to again, where we get our one flashback scene for this episode. Um, Fairly short one, too. Yeah. But and I'm very important. So much for the Tuscan army. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to s- sum this up, Boba goes to Mos Eisley, which a couple of cameos. You see Pele in the, in the pit droids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew you were asking you, you for that. Called for it. Called you called for it. Yeah. And it was, gives us a time frame like, okay, the, the empire was just recently defeated mm-hmm. in the time frame. Yeah. So. Cause you see them setting the stormtrooper helmets on the pikes. Like you uh, see Mando when he walks by in a uh, Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, we also get a look at for the, I, I you correct me if I'm wrong. The first time ever Jawas have hairy hands. I did not notice that. Which way to the pikes? And they've got their little furry hand showing them. I'm like, what? Huh. Like, they've always been gloved. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like they've just had like black gloves, and then they've got like little furry hands. I was like, Dude, are Jawas furry under that? Like, are you sure? I and I hundred percent positive. I did notice in this episode too. We got gold eyed Jawas, and there was a few uh, red eyed Jawas off mm-hmm. off yeah. world. Off worlders. So who knows? Nice catch. Mm. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I didn't either. Mm. Okay, well, the Pikes, you know, Boba goes for their tribute. The Pikes say, you know, we've already paid it to the biker gang. Boba's like, okay, I'm going to go take care of it. Returns to the Tuscans, and what do you know? There's a, you know, a smoke bellowing from the Tuscan camp, and it's trashed. They're all dead. All of them. Chieftain... I don't. They didn't show the one the, the warrior. They warrior. did not. Yeah, they didn't highlight certain Tuscans, which le- leaves you to question. But it could also just be the furtherance of an unceremonious exit for Tuscans, because um, some of them have speeder bikes. Yeah. Uh, we 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 yeah we didn't see any any um any of the speeder bikes left over. Any yeah. of the speeder bikes. We saw the the chief. Mm-hmm. We didn't see the child, but we saw his stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we didn't see any anything from the warrior, the main warrior. So yeah. I think at least less than a handful probably might have got away. But uh. so fingers crossed they come back. But before we get there, I'm gonna rant and I'm gonna call out John Favreau and Robert Rodriguez because you build up in the Mandalorian and in these first episodes of Tuscans and his rich history, and we're not mm-hmm. we're not gonna do them dirty. You did them as dirty as the Settlers of Tatooine. You built them up for Boba Fett, you're like, sight killed them all. No, no exposition, no nothing. Like, we barely just got to know them. They, we build them up as this cool, awesome society, and you kill them off screen. Wasn't it kinda weird to feel sad for Tuscan Raiders, though? Cause, dirty. like, Stormtroopers and Tuscan Raiders are always that expendable throughout the history of Star Wars is like, mm-hmm. oh, they're the cannon fodder and you try, you give them the sign language, you build this rich history and what are they to you still? They're still your cannon fodder. Like yeah. they're still, we're still, the Tuscan Raiders are still no different than, than they were in A New Hope, uh, Return of the Jedi, uh, Attack, Attack of the, of the Clones. Clones. They're still your expendable meat, meat for the grinder and you just disrespected everything you built up for them. So next time you give us Tuscan Raiders, please don't do that. Well, I won't go that far in... I mean, I don't like what happened. Uh, I am surprised that it went that way. I'm like, wait, what? For all the reasons you just said, I guess I'm not that mad because it may give us more coming. The one thing it did give me is the reason why Boba Fett stayed. Yeah, that, that's what I had been asking the last couple of shows is why, why is Boba Fett still there? He has all this other stuff in the galaxy. Why did he stay in Tatooine? And now we know why. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's got a bone to pick with the pikes, the pikes, the biker gangs, which mm-hmm. is going to still be to be resolved. Um, but for me, I see that as kind of being his motive. Um, another thing that they did that I thought was a li- either it's lazy or it has more symbolism than we thought it did the first time. The flashback on Camino of Django and the Slave One taking off. They reused that entire mm-hmm. footage. Is that lazy or is that meaningful? I think it's got a point to it. You may just not know what the point is. Yeah, and not going, you know, not keep keeping going back to like Mandalorian, but it wasn't. It was a longer version of what we saw last week. Mm-hmm. Very similar to when he was in the little uh, uh, bombing shelter. Mm-hmm. You know, every every time they showed it, we kept getting a little bit more, a little bit more of the same scene. So, okay. Yeah, I mean, the, I'm I'm with you, uh, Joe. I, I think we're building that memory now. They're working on making it more and more and more 
to we'll get the full picture of why we're seeing that. And it's going to be meaningful, I think. I don't, I don't see how it isn't. They wouldn't have dedicated that much time if we're not going to be, you know, really driving something. Whatever it could be. I mean, I don't know. I haven't really... I, I don't want to think that far into it. I kind of want to let it play out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm very curious. Okay. I think it'd be cool. I, I didn't think about this until just, just now, but I think it'd be cool if we actually saw a conversation with Boba and a DH tomorrow, you know, before he leaves. But, you know, again, don't, you know, don't want to think too much into him. Just get in as it goes. But I think we'll get more to it, like Derek says. I mean, everything... One thing we do know from uh, these... You know, Favreau, Filoni, Rodriguez, everything's done with purpose. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just jumping the gun then. Patience, young Padawan. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I know it's hard though, but yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, we, if any, if Mandalorian showed us anything and it's the same showrunners, the same people, I mean, Rodriguez has just got that extra action spice that he brings along. Uh, with everything he does, but uh, it's still Favreau and Filoni that are running it, and you know they they have a pretty good idea of why they do what they do, at least from what we've seen, right? So <laughs> mm-hmm. even though there was a lot of things in Mandalorian that were like, what has that got to do with anything? And they finally, you know, they led somewhere, and we finally yeah. got to see a lot of answers to stuff that they were setting up. So, and we get another uh, Robert Rodriguez fight because. As you're watching this fight, I'm imagining again he's got his Boba Fett action figure. He's probably got like an over like he's got like your little 3.75 inch like your normal action figures. Then he's probably got like an oversized one, <laughs> and then he's got his Power Rangers. And he's like, it's Star Wars universe. It all works because Chris Santon's back and oh he boy rips Boba Fett out of his back to tank. And oh boy, manhandles him with those electric brass knuckles. Yeah, those <laughs> yeah. those those were nasty. I don't know how we got up after getting shot to the jaw with those things, man. Good Lord. that Boba Fett's a lot tougher than we, anybody's giving him credit for because... I mean, he needed to get helped back to the back to tank after the fight against some of those nameless thugs, but Chrysanthemum Chris took it to him and he was fine. Dude, he threw him around. Like, he went flying like three times at mm-hmm. the very least and didn't have a soft landing. He crashed yeah. against something. It actually... His own armor. At yeah, one first point. one, the first yeah. one was that, yeah. And when he picks him up and puts him in the bear hug, it bothered my wife so. But they're like, I can't believe they like showed like Tamara Morrison's like feet go limp because you see like his toes just like flex oh, like the life going bit, out of yeah. him, and then he just goes limp. Um, and then I just couldn't help but laugh that the savior had instead of running in to save Boba, just like sassy walks in and then stabs Christine. <laughs> well you know she had to make sure it was a measured thing if just rushing right in she could have gotten a, full, a big backhand yeah. swing from a uh, chrysanthemum which she did manage to dodge but man she's stuck like i mean she's got some some hoods but it goes sticking mm-hmm. that guy in yeah. the ribs like that good yeah. lord yeah she got a couple good sticks in and then the rest of the uh what, what can we call this group? Did we really get a name for them, or are we just going to uh, call no. them the... I've heard people calling them cyberpunks. Cyberpunks? <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. But I don't like no, it, but... I don't like that one. I, I kind of like the Power Rangers. <laughs> Power <laughs> Rangers. But I, I like how, like, uh, Blacker Santon, like, he has not a Wookiee roar or growl, just like, it sounds like a mm-hmm. beast. But when he got stabbed, he sounded like what well, you hear Chewy when he was wounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there I were dug that. There know. were a couple of times we kind of heard the more Chewy roar, but a lot of the rest of it was much like like Chris Anton, a little more vicious. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, even though he gets his licks, he does work on every single one of them, and he makes quick work of the Gamorrean guards. And it takes Fennec kind of out out thinking him and dropping him into the Rancor pit to end that fight. Otherwise, he probably would have mopped all of them. Yeah, I kind of wish at least. As much as I love the, the this these two Gamorian guards, I I just wish maybe one of them might have died just to sh- just show how much more badass Michael mm-hmm. Santon was. But it was cool. Oh, I mean, the well, whole sign was had cool. to send it. Uh, Boba Fett sent the one to to the back to tank, so mm-hmm. he was hurt yeah. bad enough that he needed some immediate medical attention. Apparently, yeah. so and that was just from a bite to the neck. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that one. That guy was not playing around. That whole diving with both of them down the stairs. I was like, "Oh wow!" Oh, I know, right? Yeah, dang. That uh, just hearing, I was like, "Oh, that gotta hurt." <laughs> well, he had two big soft pillows to land on. Santon <laughs> did so. <laughs> he, he was okay. 
Oh man, I loved everything about that entire fight too. When he just showed up, I mean, my eyes must have been like ginormous. And this was at at one in the morning when I was watching it. So yeah, I was just like, oh, there he yeah. is. I was oh. like, I can't. Oh, they're doing it. We're getting it already. Yeah. We get the fight immediately. He's there, man. It was yeah, that was so fun to see. And and the the way they they ended up capturing him was pretty cool too. So they've made like really that. good use of the Rancor pit so far. Yep. Um, it's only going to get better, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, so the next scene, Fennec and Boba are just kind of chilling. That kind of brings me to, Joe, your point a little bit ago about how Boba's kind of let things played out. Because Fennec's telling him, hey, we need to we need to make a move. And he's just like, they sent their assassin. We have him captured. Let's just see what they oh, do no. next. Yeah, Fennec was saying, mm-hmm. Fennec was saying sit back and, and relax. Yeah, Boba was the one that, wait, did I just mishear you? Or or did you have Fennec was telling him to enjoy the, like, the... The food, like the spoils right. of yeah, it, yeah, but yeah, she yeah. was telling him like you need to take action. And no, just, no, 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 uh-uh. no. She was, it was the other way just, around. Just to chill, yeah. He yeah. he said, "I need to make a move. Everyone's waiting for me. I need to." Everybody's do watching. Yep. Everyone's yep. Yeah, and mm. then I heard that differently. Her her point was, well, you have they sent Chrysanthemum to kill you, and you have him now in your dungeon. That is a big thing. You did, yeah. You did a move. You yeah. got him. You got him. You made a move. Yeah. Well, we know who makes the the. Who makes the fast move? It's the twins. The twins are very quick on the move because ding dong, they're already there. But yeah. well, we can't forget too; they are feasting. It looks like Thanksgiving at that table. Just yeah. the two of them. So it was a lot of food. There. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, it seemed kind of pointless, <laughs> but whatever. Anyway, the twins are there, and they come offering a peace treaty because apparently they're the red herring too. Everybody, everybody's the red herring in this show so far. <laughs> um, and they're like, "Hey, Bubba, we're sorry, but we're leaving." Uh, Sorry, sent Chrysanthemum to kill you. Yeah, <laughs> our bad. <laughs> we apologize. We don't want tattooing, anyways. I did. I did re- figure out that Krispa in in Hatties means kill. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody knew that before. I'm that sure sounds somebody way did. better than McClunky. Yeah, Krispa. She said, "I when what's her uh, the female twin was like, uh, we we're sorry we sent Chrysanthemum to kill you." And it was Chrysanthemum, Chrysanthemum, whatever, <laughs> however. And I was like, oh, Chrysanthemum. Yeah, I've heard that before. That when when Jabba was talking about uh, talking to Han, you know, yep. talking to Han, why he killed him, he said Chrysanthemum. And it always stuck because it sounded funny, like he crispified him. I get that's what <laughs> hit it in my head. So. I, I literally had the same thought, too. Like, he, made, he crispied him because yep, he sure did. you hear him smoldering on the table. <laughs> yep. But that's what he's for kill. Yeah. So. And uh, so the twins offer Boba Fett two parting gifts. Uh, one of them is their main gift, and the other one they're just like, "We don't care what you do with Chrysanthemum. Keep them. Send them to the Gladiator pits. We don't give. A yeah, crap. resell them. Whatever. Um, our tribute to you. But the gift, mm-hmm. Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. <laughs> Machete. <laughs> you got tacos. Oh you got his beer. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if there was anyone I would want hanging out in Java's house with me, it would be Danny Trejo. So I, can, I, I would, I cannot believe, and I'm not surprised that Danny Trejo showed up. And that was the and, obvious. I'm like, this is a Rodriguez this for is sure. So Rodriguez, yeah. <laughs> there's nobody because Trejo's in everything Rodriguez does all yeah. the time, every time, no and, matter what. And so, I am at. How did we not see this coming? Like a mile? I should have seen this coming a mile away when Rod, when I knew Rod. Rodriguez was yeah. going to direct and run this. I'm like, oh, Danny Trejo is going to show up. Black I series figure, Star Wars Celebration cosplay. There we go. And I love the role for him, too. He's the Rancor trainer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, the, the real. Yes. Oh, the, yes. Real gift. Sorry. The, the real gift is a baby Rancor. The Rancor. Uh, not so baby. Mm, a so calf. Baby. Youthful. A calf. <laughs> yeah. So we still might get that scene you brought up earlier a couple months ago. Uh, that uh, I don't talk, remember. Very much sounds like that's going to happen based on some of the dialogue. Um, trolled and untrolled and retrolled. Trolled, retrolled, retrolled. There's a lot of trolling going on. <laughs> that is, man. I mean, talk about teasing about something in the Rancor pit and not having to not have anything. And all of a sudden, just, hey, magically it appeared. It was a really weird kind of tonal shift in this episode when it goes from Boba like just being mean to gruff to it like coochie coochie hello little rancor <laughs> but before we jump to that uh they choose to let chrysanthemum leave and he just kind of jog he runs until he thinks he's off camera and then he starts walking again i don't know if you catch that at the last second <laughs> that last little bit there yeah. um it was cool when they did the close-up of him talking to boba because you could see in much more detail the scars that are kind of behind the fur on his face so i thought that was cool um, and obviously I enjoy that he chose not to kill Chrysanthemum because we all love him and we want more of him. And I believe we will. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. But this scene, too, it really got me thinking, too, that the the overall big bad that, that of the show is lining up for Crimson Dawn. Yeah. Because the huts aren't just going to fold to anybody. No, and especially and not, the, not pikes. the pikes. Yeah. I mean... The Pikes are the Rodney Dangerfields of the Star Wars underworld. They get no respect. Yeah. And so the way that, like you said, that red herring of, oh, the mayor, he's in uh, uh, cahoots with Mm -hmm. the Pikes, but it's still. I still think the Pikes are red herring, too. Yeah. And I think it's all being. Because nobody respects the Pikes. Exactly. So um, I'm I'm really kind of going on with that theory brought up by other people about Crimson Dawn popping up. Hey, who were the sisters that uh, Ahsoka ran with right after she left the Jedi Order? Oh, the Martin Martez. Yeah, the Mar the Martez, yeah, the Martez. Even yeah. they ran rings around the pikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and they had zero experience with that crap. And it was cool when uh, going back to the Rancor, where kind of just you mentioned Pele showing up and just verbal Easter eggs. I mean, we I think this is the first time in live action we even heard Dathomir and Night Sisters. Mm-hmm. In, in mm-hmm. I heard that. Am I like woohoo? Yeah. 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 Uh, that should be the first time in live action that they've been referenced mm-hmm. because they used to ride rain cores. Yeah. <laughs> well, we also got a nod again to the holiday special, but was like, I've ridden beast 10 times as big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. So we got a couple of nuns. And then of course they set up to what we, we'd heard rumor of earlier before the show uh, premiered was that there would be a scene of Boba Fett riding a rancor <laughs> at some point in the series. Um, and they set it up in dialogue. So and that's way better than a letter. Mm-hmm. And ran, and the rancors uh, imprinted on him mm-hmm. apparently because first human. How did I had so many questions about the training? But whatever, I'm not Danny well, Trejo to answer those. Yeah, so. but it, it was really cool because and he kind of takes you back to Return of the Jedi, seeing the keeper, you know, heartbroken, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it kind of right. you kind of see that these people are literally yeah. raising these rancors from like puppies, and it is their their pet, their dog, their cat. You yeah. Know? It so, seemed almost weird in dialogue how much Danny Trejo was like, they're very emotional, he's very depressed, they're very loving. But mm-hmm. then you go back to the Return of the Jedi and that Rancor Keeper, he was so good, he was teary, he was crying his eyes out. And we were all just like, yeah, go Luke, screw yeah. you guys. <laughs> it's just a throwaway scene. Oh, the fat Rancor guy's crying like a baby. But We all laughed at his pain. We yeah. did. We thought it was funny. So, I, I don't know, I, I, I just dig that whole scene with Trejo and uh, the, the Rancor. Mm-hmm. Uh, laying his first glaze on Boba. And like I said, Boba, hey, Gucci, Gucci. No, don't be sad. They'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, pretty funny. I I am waiting to see uh, Danny Trejo pull out a knife of some sort. A machete? Something. <laughs> a lightsaber machete, just like uh, machete too. He's not trained in lightsabers. Come on. <laughs> just a big blade. He's going to have to have one. I'm waiting. I wonder if he's going to show up some more. He's got to show up some more when he's doing the training for writing that thing. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, gonna, I mean, he didn't leave, so we're in for some more Danny Trejo, at least for the next episode. He's a quill. to the rest of the, the series. Quill. I mm-hmm. know, that's what I was about to say. I've spoken, Vato. <laughs> <laughs> so the twins gave us some more insight, because they said that the mayor had already promised that land to the Pikes, which is why they were leaving, because they didn't want to start a war with, not the Pikes, because nobody cares about the Pikes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that something else. So Boba, trying to go about business the right way, He's trying to schedule an appointment, and they're like, sorry, we don't have any appointments. So he's like, okay, we're just going to go burn the mayor's office down. <laughs> um, and Matt Berry, is such a, he's so so underrated as the mayor's assistant is like, Finnick reaches for a blaster. He's like, okay, let me go see what's going on. And then they let him go to the mayor's room and bloop, locks it. <laughs> oh, man. That dude is so funny. He's, he's I am great. very much enjoying him every time he gets on the screen because I'm like, what kind of shenanigans is he going to pull now? Oh, this a guy, mayor's domo. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the yeah. helper, whatever guy. Just, oh, my gosh. He's so good. He's one of those like Weasley guys that you just love to hate. Yeah. But yep. you, but the more you hate him, the more you love him. He's, yep. just, he's nailing his his job so his, far he's kind of like the star wars worm tongue from lord of the rings for me just like <laughs> no, not I, not as in the ear of the mayor but like just as like skeezy and slimy i never liked the worm tongue though you're not supposed to like him. okay well, you know what i did find out once he did make his getaway that apparently in star wars riding uh or uh riding driving a speeder uh it's just like driving a car in any other movie where you just 
whip that wheel back and forth, no matter <laughs> if you're going straight or not. I thought that was pretty funny. That was like, they couldn't have edited that a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, he's going straight and he's um, turning that wheel back and forth, just like they used to back in the the old movies where I know, they would how, do that. how loose are the calibrations on these wheels? They're all over the place. Yeah. I mean, it's like straight. that old like Lincoln Continental speeder, like from Solo, you know, just crashing into everything and yeah. it's driving through but it looked like luke speeder with just some <laughs> added bumpers on the side yeah. is what it looked like and painted white so it was a fun getaway scene yeah we got a little car chase the uh the power rangers cyberpunks whatever you want to call them go off after the mayor's assistant at boba's orders so we get the colorful vespas going after like this speeder <laughs> cadillac crashing through moss espa um did you catch the did you catch the little easter egg which one? There's specifically one <laughs> I, in, at the, in end? the car chase at, or the speeder chase. I'm sorry. I know. Oh, oh at the end, the fruit, the fruit at the no, end, not the fruit. No. I was okay. saying the fruit is what Ezra was stealing. Yeah, rebels. Yep. And somebody that I, I was listening to earlier is like it, it was a little like that scene from Back to the Future when he does yeah. the biff for the. I, I had that in my notes. They really <laughs> missed an opportunity at the end of the crash to not have it be poop. Right. <laughs> could have been. That, well, what, what could have been? Uh, no, one of the one of the speeder guys crashes through a portrait of Jabba. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the yeah. concept art. It is Ralph McQuarrie concept art. It's got Luke Skywalker. It's concept art from Jabba's Palace in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. You know, I, would, I knew I was going to have to stop and take a look at it because <laughs> I did recognize Jabba, but I didn't. I was like, it was so fast and I didn't have time mm. to, to stop it. I wanted to keep watching the yeah, show. Yeah, it was one of the original ones from like Boba's in it, Bit Fortuna, Luke, the droids. Yeah. I think C3PO is silver in it in the concept, but. That's awesome. Right on. Totally forgot about that. <laughs> what about the uh, the protocol droid that uh, mm-hmm. almost got run over? That's I really wanted him to get run over right? and go flying. I know. <laughs> no, no, no. But he's got he's got this paint on his face, and I, I didn't feel recognize like, it. I feel like he's been he's shown up somewhere else. Hmm. I noticed the paint. I just couldn't make out what it was. It looks. It just looks like two arrows, like yeah. like pointing up. It wasn't like that bike droid logo, was it? No, 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 no. It looked like, uh, like just an arrowhead, I guess. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. I Um, thought the scene was fun, but then I'm, I'm thinking, especially at the end where Bobo, you know, shows up in his jetpack. I'm like, why don't you just like, just jetpack towards him and shoot him with a rocket? I mean, that's needed him alive. Exactly. But I was just, you know, this is the 1230, one o'clock in the morning thinking, yeah. I mean, I thought that was kind of a boss move for him to just to show up at the very end, like just drop on in. Like, yeah, you thought you were getting away and you still were. It is kind of that period at the end of the sentence of, see, you weren't going to get away anyway. Yep. Like, um, yeah. And all, all, yeah. That, all that chase to know what we kind of had kind of seen coming the whole time. The mayor's working with the pikes. Um, so the episode ends with one of the Cybertron boys watching out the incoming Starliners and we see a little gang of pipe. Pikes coming off the ship. And Keep your eye on them. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was that was a little. I, I thought that was kind of a little funny break of the fourth wall, but it was it was good. And he's like, I'm not ashamed. I spent a lot of money on this eye. Yeah. I liked it. He, he was funny. Uh, his animatronic, like his weird foot mechanism when he's trying to take out the speeder, was weird though. <laughs> he's got a spike heel. Yeah, he can use to attack with. Yeah, very weird. But yeah, I don't believe for a second that the Pikes are the bad guys in the grand scheme of the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, and knowing that they're going to the Pikes, I didn't, I, I, I didn't want to be the believer of the, being the Crimson Dawn, but I, it's just, it's, it's leading that it's way. It's just leading that way to me. Well, that's okay though. But yeah, cause that's, from that's what, what I, from what I've heard of the comics with Kira and you know, her relationship with Boba and everything that she's built up for the Crimson Dawn, it does sound pretty awesome. And I, I want to get, I kind of want to get into that comic series. The, like I said, I think it's the, the war of bounty hunters or the world of hunters or something mm-hmm. like that. So they're starting their, and that was the first series. I think it was like 10 books. So now they're on their second series, which is focusing strictly on Kira hmm. and her whole, you know, the, with a the syndicate there. So it'd be very interesting. And it's another way to bring, no, no, never mind. I was going to say one, you know, with some of the rumors of, you know, Han showing up, that's another thing, but I, I, I don't think we're in that in the time frame. So, or actually we are. Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm liking that, that I won't be surprised if it's not, but I think it'd be pretty awesome if it is. If we do get a Han solo, it's not going to be Harrison Ford. No, it would be 
Iden Dave or whatever whoever whatever that uh, be the, yeah it'd be the guy who played him in the in Solo in Solo that's who it would be if they were gonna get him I would which like I it think if, would suck I don't oh, think yeah. they would do that oh yeah I don't think anybody wants that to no. well I think they would get him if they did a flashback but I don't think old Han after Return of the Jedi he's not anywhere near that age yeah. at this point in time and especially with the success they did with the Luke deep fake I can see them deep faking Han yeah, yeah just, but to what? The only what reason end? they got Harrison Ford to come back for Force Awakens because J.J. Abrams told him they were killing him. So I don't think Dave Filoni's yeah. selling him, hey, want to come back or bringing him back to life? But I, he did enjoy working with John Favreau on Cowboys and Aliens. So yeah. just saying. It's still not enough. There's <laughs> yeah. no way. Uh-uh. Harrison Ford's wanted, uh, I mean, we've we've talked about this before. I know we have, but he wanted Han Solo to die back in yeah. Return of the Jedi. hates Han Solo. Yeah. Hates the character on Solo. He does not want to be back in any way, shape, or form, I'm sure. And he does, I don't think he needs to be. He really yeah. doesn't. There's like with the Force and Luke and Grogu and all that stuff, it made sense and it was super fun to see him show up. Um, I don't know. I'd be happier to see uh, Chewie show up than Han, really. That would make me much happier. Always more Chewie. Well, um, I, I, for me, Han and Boba are linked. In my mind, I mean, never ever am I not going to think of one and not the mm. other. Yeah, Han was a hero, Boba was a villain. Correct. You know, getting frozen in carbonite, the whole thing. So, <coughs> I don't know. Do we need them? No. Would it be cool? Heck yeah, I would love if, if Han popped up. I, I, I can kind of see that because as fans, we we know more than these characters know. So I think we might feel that they have some kind of unfinished business. They need closure for the carbonite, for the sail barge destruction. I could see Han Solo showing up in Boba Fett and Boba Fett giving him the whole Thanos. I don't even know who you are, man. <laughs> like what? you were okay. you were a job. No, no, first no, no, of no. all, first of all, first of all, it's not least fact uh, a side of the fact that. Boba Fett was just doing a job. It's not like he is the one that wanted Han Solo and Carbonite. He mm. was just getting paid to do a job. Job of the Hutt's the one that wanted him. Which is extremely evident from the way he treated Chris Anton. You tried to kill me, no hard feelings. It was just your job. Don't yeah. work Don't work for scumbags like them in the future. It's just business. So, and Han Solo got out and got his accidental lick in and got Boba Fett out of the picture for a while. Why would Han want to rehash anything with him? He wouldn't want to rehash anything. Like what? What's he going to want? How dare you take me to Jabba? There's, I cannot fathom any freaking reason that either one of those two could hold anything against each other at all. Oh, weren't they a rival? No. Han was a smuggler. Boba Fett was bounty a bounty hunter. hunter. Yeah. They, not, they didn't live in, and, and Han smuggled stuff <laughs> for Jabba the Hutt. They both worked for Jabba. That was the only thing that was connecting them. That's it. They didn't have any personal, I mean, unless they're going to start creating, unless they're going to, after the fact, create this long history of issues they had with each other, which we've never heard not a single peep of this whole time. Would, why would they care? Mm-hmm. They wouldn't care. And it's obvious Boba is not the same person now that he was back when they would have known each other in those smuggling bounty hunter days, right. the, the pre A New Hope. Because um, obviously Boba, he's, let, he's kind of let those ties and those grudges go. At this point, um, he's got new grudges against the Pikes and that biker hmm. gang for killing all his Tuscan homies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I don't see I don't see a single chance or even good reason for Han Solo to show up in Boba Fett's sphere unless Boba Fett goes, hey, I know someone who's a good smuggler and hires him. Kind of a cold dude. <laughs> He's warmed up though. <laughs> anyway, that's that's how I see it. I, I I just don't see any reason for those two to to ever see each other's faces again. So, and we don't need it. I think it, I think doing that, like de-aging Harrison Ford to be in this show, would be a hacky move. It'd be the wrong if if you were ever going to bring Harrison Ford back and de-age him to make some point. I don't think this is the one to do it. Mm-hmm. This is about Boba Fett. Yeah. So I should keep it that way. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Now I even feel more 
convinced. We'll see, Han. Okay. <laughs> just reinforced it. Yeah, because okay. you went on the big thing about, oh, there's no way. And I'm like, oh, yeah, pop up now. Please show up. It'll be fun. And uh, only, only for the fact of it, it'll be fun. No, it has to make sense. Okay. I mean, without a doubt, I'm not going to sit there and go like, well, oh, cool, Han. Why? I'm going to ask. I was getting irritated people trying to say they saw the Millennium Falcon in the previews when it clearly wasn't. And they're like, oh, look, there's the Falcon. Han Solo is going to show up. I'm like, that's not the Falcon. That's some other ship. What are they talking about? And, and this know. episode proved that that wasn't the Falcon. It was one of those long starliners that you just was looking down the nose of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for some reason, people were thinking it was the Millennium Falcon. I just don't know. Is that the yeah. Star Wars Hotel? And it's not like the YT-1300 is not a mass-produced ship. Like, yep. mm-hmm. come on, people. There's more than one in the galaxy. Well, there's only one Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's really only one other thing to talk about in this episode, and that was the runtime. Uh, we talked about it. Me and Derek did a little bit. Back down to 30 minutes, but it did not feel like it at all. I was very, I felt fulfilled with how the episode was considering the runtime in comparison to the almost hour-long episode we got in Chapter 2. Um, it was 34 minutes. If they're this rich and fulfilling, make them 30 minutes. I don't care. I, of course, I would love more, but... It doesn't drag on and it's not so fast that I feel like I'm not getting my worth out of it. It's, I feel I'm full afterwards. I'm very full, <laughs> very full. The pacing is great. I mean, and they've got it nailed down pretty good from a couple seasons of Mandalorian, even though we kept feeling like we wanted longer and longer episodes, we weren't getting them, but at the very end we were still super happy with everything that we were seeing. So um, I, I mean, they, you got the same people running the, the whole show. So it's, and yeah, that was great because like this episode was shorter than the last one, but it, it it was paced fine. It didn't feel short, but then the ep- chapter two was just under an hour, but it didn't feel. I mean, like so that still goes with the pacing too, where it's not overly done and just a bunch of wasted. You know, we we don't oh we could have not used that three minutes and everything was just fine. So, like Derek said, I mean, these uh, filmmakers know what they're doing and they they know when not to overdo something. So and time is a big is a big thing on certain shows. I mean, it's like, Oh my God, that dragged a little bit. So yeah, this, this was really good. I know I, I've heard a few people rate this as the, the, the weakest one so far, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's like you guys who were three episodes. in so far we have mm-hmm. a first place, a second place and a third place exactly. on your favorite episodes. There's, <laughs> there's a top three. There's a top three. No, but it's like, if anybody's watched, any mob movies or series, this is paced like a mob movie. This is paced like Godfather, Goodfellas. So I mean, I'm I'm digging the hell out of it. I think it's it's done. That is is really great. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what people are wanting out of this series that anybody's talking any kind of trash about it. That's what I don't get. I'm just I keep getting very surprised and they're so spineless the way they talk trash i saw a comment tonight before i came over like i'm really trying my hardest not to hate it if you're commenting on someone's page that you're really trying not to hate this show that's not you trying you're openly hating this Mm -hmm. show like i'm I'm calling you people out stop yeah and 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 i said it before if you're if you're gonna not like it make sure you like you don't like it for a good reason not because of any outside factor like whatever i mean people are people they're gonna hate or like whatever but yeah hate being heaped on the show i don't get either to me yeah people are gonna be like okay this is the weakest one so far we're at three i don't even know how that's possible calm down everybody (laughs) calm down like i feel like calm down everybody calm down take a deep breath um so yeah i i people why oh man it it is getting kind of frustrating i mean and then then you have the flip to that coin is when we were critical of bad batch like what why you guys hating on bad batch because it wasn't good everybody else was like there was a long list and we were critical we we didn't crap on it we were critical we're doing the same thing here we're being critical but we're at that level like we enjoy this though and we were trying because we're like all four of us cannot not like this but it was but we weren't like crapping on people that like dude this is the best show ever yeah. well you're an idiot for like no it's like cool i'm happy for you mm-hmm. explain yeah. it to us yeah let new, us know why st- all new star wars is good star wars but that doesn't mean you can't be critical of it but to openly just bash it and hate it be like, it's not the bubble that i wanted sucks to be you guy like yeah again i'm ha- sorry that you go through life hating everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> go find go find a nice 
bridge and hang out and look at the sunrise and find a deeper meaning oh, than, than that. Crap. Okay. Just not the sunrise I wanted, Hootie. <laughs> exactly. How about yeah. just in just I just enjoy the Star Wars. I don't. Or worry if about you don't like it, don't watch it. Yeah. That, you know, there's a little red button on every one of your remotes, or a little thing that says channel up yeah. or down. Like, just don't watch. <laughs> it's crazy. I didn't think I was gonna like Rebels, so you know what I did? I didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. And then finally, when it was over, and everybody's like, Clone Wars comes back and be like, oh, there's all these Mandalorians and stuff. I'm like, oh god, what have I done? I've missed out on all of this. <laughs> I, my dad I, I started off uh, he'll watch his shows and he liked the first one he's like I don't know I just I didn't get it I'm like well what, what what didn't you get about it and we're talking about chapter one he's like I just don't picture that guy as Boba Fett he was, he, he's like I, I, I just I never thought about that then I kind of told him like well he's the same actor that played Jango Fett back you know 20 plus years ago and then I, then once it, that kind of got into his mind I'm like and then him being a clone and, you know, an altered clone. And he's like, oh, crap, that makes sense. Then even today, oh, man, I love Chapter 3. That was awesome. I love the show. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if you don't understand something, don't, you know, crap on it because you don't understand it. But once you get it, then, yeah, I don't know what that meant about anything. But I'm not here to hold <laughs> anybody's hand on if they like Star Wars or not. Mm-hmm. If they don't like it, that's fine. They cannot like it. All I know is that I'm enjoying it very much. <laughs> that's all that matters to me. My kids are loving it too. They're feeling the highs and the lows. Like my daughter had the when the all the Tuscans were dead, she was like, oh no. Like she had an emotional reaction to it. So I mean, <laughs> these things are what storytelling's about. And yeah. if you don't like it or you don't get it, then it's um, not my problem. <laughs> like I'm not going to worry about it. They made us care about Tuscans. Tuscan Raiders. Yep. yep. So. So I'm not I'm not tripping on the I mean it, I don't understand why they don't like the show or they're talking anything about it, but I'm definitely not going to worry about them. I'm just going to keep enjoying right. it. That's well, uh, as long as we're on the topic of dumb things people say online, Joey, what do we have on social media this week? <laughs> well, we're getting some. Good I hope things. you guys gave us some good comments. Uh, some of you are good, some of you are not. We'd be happy to call you out and agree with you. Uh, so please go on our social media uh, at Mando Show Podcast. Uh, just Mando Show, sure, Mando Show. Uh, Podcast. Mando Show Podcast. So I'm going to read this one that I got uh, last week because I forgot to turn off the comments and we got a comment uh, about 10 minutes after we stopped recording. So this one's from our good friend Sasquatch. He wrote, another great one, the black beast of a Wookiee made, made me dive into another Star Wars rabbit hole. <laughs> he looks like a problem. The Tusken Raider storyline was badass. Dances with wolves for sure. <laughs> Maybe the owners of the train or whoever's running uh, running that get get down are going to give Boba Fett some beef too, uh, since he's uh, since he's the cause of paying the tribute to pass through the Dune Sea and destroying the train, and we found that to be true. Mm-hmm. Well, they were paying somebody tribute already, anyways. Yeah. <coughs> so let me then we. But you know those pikes, like if there were. They were still having to shoot at people and they were paying somebody tribute for safe passage, but they were still having to protect their stuff. That's not, you don't, you, right? You where, should, was the, they, where was the biker game? They should have brought it up with those guys. Like, uh, what's going on here? We're paying you tribute for a safe passage and you guys aren't doing anything. We still protecting our, our ship by ourselves. Their comeback might have been, well, at least you don't have us attacking it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then uh, we also got two comments on our last episode, episode 68, the uh, quickest turnaround in. Uh, Bando show history so real proud of that good one good job so this one came on uh, from Leaving Today podcast we watched it tonight and thought it was pretty much what I was uh, what I was looking for and learning more about the Tuscan Raiders lots of interesting characters too that wasn't a Wookiee was it <laughs> yes, yes it, it was. was yeah Mark it was happy yeah. birthday Mark birthday yeah. shout out to Mark oh, happy birthday mm-hmm. and then we also got another comment from David Moore's 411 I can't wait to see the footage of the Tuscan flash mob at Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> Great episode. <laughs> you know that's happening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, gosh, now that I'm trying to say it, the uh, uh, the ice cream spy from Empire Strikes Back. Oh, oh Will Row Hood. Will Hood. No running of the hoods at the celebrations <laughs> can be all Tuscans. Just, oh, oh. So we got another. Uh, so for this uh, spoiler thread, uh, we got a comment from. Uh, Eric, uh, been commenting really steadily on this season, so thank you, sir. Thank you, uh, Eric. Wookie fight in the Rancor plus Danny Trejo as a Rancor keeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So far, Boba's mm-hmm. mercy has really come back to hurt him. Uh, we 
Looks like we know who the villains are. Enjoyed the episode and podcast as always. Boba's mercy has come back to hurt him. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't. It it's showing that I I I don't think it is, but I think it's like I said. I think he's putting it on a front, so I can see where people are are seeing that. I don't know if he's really made a merciful decision that's come back to bite him in the butt yet. I can't think of one. Well, the only the only way I can see that is because now people aren't giving him respect because he's being too merciful. Am I not merciful? I think of Gladiator. <laughs> well, but, no, he just hasn't or, shown up and started blasting the uh, bits. Well, is I'm, that being merciful or is that just not being a murderous individual? I don't know. I don't know. From a certain point of view. <laughs> if anything, I'd say it's in his favor because I think Santa knows him one now. It's, yeah. kind, it's kind of unspoken, but I'm like... Well, well, okay. I, I, I get we couldn't have Chrysanthemum for this entire series because that's all we would talk about the entire time. But I'm just like, Boba, why would you let him? Leave? Like, you had these Gamorrean guards who were fighting you to the death because they were loyal to Job, and you're like, you guys stay around. But the, the actual bounty hunter who was just doing the job, you're like, yeah, get out of here. Like, no, <laughs> man, I want him on my team. Well, the, the other one would be the mayor. He didn't go in and blast the mayor. True. Okay. Um, but I, I, I would think that it's more beneficial Gamorrean guard chrysanthemum the uh cyberpunks all mercy and you know being very diplomatic over the whole just thing just being reasonable not merciful just no no, no. he's being diplomatic yeah, yeah he's being very Prag- pragmatic. pragmatic he's being yeah. very pragmatic about how to how to rule and and look at the possible lineup that could be should be able to show up you know when it comes we got the Gamorrean guards we got Finnick you mm-hmm. know obviously she's been a highlight of the episode. We got the cyberpunks. We got Chrysanthemum mm-hmm. that could come back. We possibly have the warrior and maybe another two, maybe three Tuscans. Possibly because you know how TV shows go. Mm-hmm. If you didn't see them, then they're not dead. If you didn't see the bodies, they may not be dead. Yeah. No body, no crime. Um, Boba Fett going to be the great unifier. Maybe. Bring clan together, clan together. Well, we still haven't seen that sit down. I have a feeling that's what's coming next. That yeah. sit down that they've that they've shown on the previews several times mm-hmm. with the families, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what what's going to be coming next. Since uh, the droid was talking about it at the very beginning of this mm-hmm. episode, uh, I agree. I think yeah. And now that the pikes are showing up, he's going to pull them all together. And go, hey, look, these pikes are trying to move in on not just my territory, everybody's territory. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we need to sit down and figure this out. Agreed. We got but, one more comment. Uh, another one from a uh, Sasquatch. Episode was good. I want more of the the Raiders being raided story. I like the familiar scene with the stormtroopers' helmets and the heads, or just the helmets. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like an apprentice. Uh, I feel like an apprentice by Din is imminent. An apparent, sorry, mm-hmm. by Din is imminent, and I honestly don't think they're done dealing with Chrysanthemum, But I could uh, be wrong. That Wookiee is a beast. Was it just me, or were those speeder bikes or whatever? The cyborgs rode too colorful. Vespa gang. <laughs> yeah. A rancor. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> if don't worry, he'll be back was a good thing since supposedly it's a calf and it'll miss its daddy or Boba is about to dance with a thing. But again, we will see. Uh, oh, yeah. And um, uh, so I was wrong, but that person walking. Okay, I read that wrong. Was I wrong or was that person walking with the little droids in one of the first scenes look like the lady in the in the baby's the baby suit, uh, oh, the baby sack, Grogu in the hangar. Yes, Pele, it was Pele. Yeah. yeah. So, you weren't wrong, sir. No. Thank you for the comment. And I yeah. do, I do, I, I love, 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 love. I totally agree with you. The image of the stormtrooper helmets on the on the spears. Yeah. Uh, it, if if I ever got off my butt and started getting better about fixing my costumes and stuff, I really want to make like a uh, stand display of like a couple of spears with helmets on them. It is like a goal of mine because I just I just love the vision of that so much. Yeah, and, and that's what visual. we're and that's what we're getting with the um, uh, the Boba Fett Deluxe Black Series. He comes with a couple of Stormtrooper helmets. I don't know if they're on the spikes or not, but I'll have to look into. They that. were showing. It kind of reminded me of the old. I don't, I'm I'm going. I'm dating myself in Star Wars toy collection. The old Unleashed action figures that were like, uh, um, not like hot toys. They're like more like statues. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. 
like I have the one of Boba Fett escaping the Zarlacc and there's like the tentacles reaching out to grab him. Not canon anymore, Sad. I'm going to have to throw that out. But I would love... <laughs> I'm not throwing it out. I would love to get one of like uh, either Din like walking through like Mos Espa and like just having some of the spikes there. Mm-hmm. Or not Mos Espa, Mos Eisley. Um, yeah, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. But thank, thank you guys for the comments. Keep, keep them up and uh, we'll really yeah. enjoy it. Thank you. Yeah, as always, uh, leave your comments at Manda Show Podcast. We will read them on the show, critique them, agree with you, and uh, be happy to call you out on some predictions. I'm not hearing a lot of predictions. <laughs> I feel like I'm the only one making a fool out of myself predicting things. I think you're things. the only one that likes to do the predictions, so, really. I always like to speculate. I, I like to speculate more than predictions. One thing I, I do, I will kind of toot my own horn about is on the last episode, uh, when we were talking about the couple in the bar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, right. that girl yep. looked like the one yep. from mm-hmm. the deleted scene, really deep, deep cut. After we recorded, found out it was Fixter and Cammy mm-hmm. from that deep, deep cut on the Blu-ray. Yeah, uh, Luke's friends with Biggs. They were in that scene before he took off to. Uh, he came back from the from the rebels, had a little leave, I mm-hmm. guess, <laughs> then went back, and uh, that and so like that deleted scene there at Tashi Station. Luke is seeing the battle of the Star Destroyer above Tatooine. It's just little flashes, but so I mean that was a deep, deep cut, and I good that job, was pretty Joe. awesome. Yeah. So. Yep. Good job. Joey has established himself as the preeminent Star Wars fan among the four of us, so. <laughs> or <laughs> special edition or special feature watcher person. True. <laughs> uh, on to extra Star Wars news. Uh, to those of you who have bought the HasLabs Razor Crest, you might have gotten an email today to confirm your address because they will be shipped out by the end of this month. Woo! Uh, and we will absolutely have a photo and review of it uh, when it comes out and when we finally get our hands on ours. Um, any other Star Wars news you guys heard of? Uh, yeah, well, there's a rumor that uh, season three of The Mandalorian was being delayed, and that was actually debunked today, and it's still going on scheduled as, as promised. So it's still in production, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, hoping for another November, December release. Clickbait. Yeah, that, that's all it is. Um but that's that's like the real big news. We really haven't got anything, um, not, nothing at all. So I'm, I'm sure we're, we're going to get some stuff soon. Yeah, nothing official. A bunch of rumors. Yeah. Don't we have a a Mando podcast thing coming up? Yeah. Well, for, first of all, possibly uh, there, there's a couple things we're gonna we're looking to get involved in. Uh, it's February seventh, I believe. Sorry if I got the dates wrong, but uh, it'll be the second annual Star Wars Podcast Day, and so we're gonna probably do a, a show for that. And that, that's just uh, uh, kind of paying tribute to the first original Star Wars podcast that what twenty twenty five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing we're looking at going to is at Capitola Collecticon uh, in the Santa Cruz Capitola area. And this is a uh, March fifth, sixth, fourth, fifth, and sixth, and uh, we're looking to possibly have a table there and podcasting from there. And some of the the guests that are going to be there are they're having four Boba Fetts. So there's Daniel Logan, John Morton, Mark Anthony Austin, and Dickie Bear. <coughs> and uh, so we're hoping to talk to a few. I know one of them. I don't know. You might know who certain ones are, but like one was actually the. Standard, the play, suited up as Boba Fett for the special editions, mm-hmm. uh, video games. I think uh, I don't I don't know by names, but there's the one who tried on the original prototype armor when they were doing the test, uh, the test of it. There's the and he's in the under the helmet mm-hmm. special. Mm-hmm. Then there's like uh, some of the special edition recordings that they did. Um, because I don't know if you know Boba Fett wasn't in A New Hope. They added him in in the special edition later, so they had to do some. Uh, extra recording for that and then if you don't know daniel logan was of course young boba fett you've all been seeing his face in the book of boba fett and the reflection on camino mm-hmm. yeah and another guest that's going to be there is uh, one emily swallow the armorer mm-hmm. from the mandalorian so uh we'll have more details and more information on this hopefully by the next show or the one after that but that's coming up uh, real soon in march and something i know i'm really excited for so that'll be cool yes and it's also and if you're not just a star wars fan uh, there's going to be some actors from uh, Sons of Anarchy going to be there too. So nice, and I don't have that written show. down right now. So that was an awesome show. So I know we're at the we're kind of winding down. We're at the end of this this episode, um, but I'm having this 
recollection and it keeps coming up in the series. Are you having flashback? I just, we know that like they don't just throw out dialogue to throw it out. Boba Fett keeps saying he's from a water planet Camino. Everyone keeps saying Tatooine used to be a water planet. Is there going to be more to this dialogue? Mm. They keep bringing it up. All three, all three episodes. Good question. Is this going to be some like total recall scenario where Boba Fett goes to some old alien thing and there's like a little handprint and he puts his hand in it and he like restarts the atmosphere oceans for Tatooine like because no. Tatooine used to be an old did Camino steal all of Tatooine's water um, no, no no definitely not that one no <laughs> no for sure not dirty Caminoans I don't know yeah mm. probably nothing well but. I mean we have machi- we have like star killer base I could suck the the power out of a sun yeah. And blow it up. We can. And it's not like it was a recent thing that's happened. It's <laughs> thousands and thousands of years ago they lost water. So throw, yeah. probably throw away. I just can't get it out of my head. Well, keep it there. Yeah. I should keep some of the thoughts up. We there. still got four episodes. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm hold on to that thought because we may get, you know, we may get an answer. Hold on to that. I wonder. Now you got me thinking, hmm, I'm going to go conspiratorial. Ooh. No, I'm kidding. I won't. But uh, yeah, it, uh, maybe, maybe. Watermonger. Yeah, any of that. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have nothing to do with nothing. <laughs> Boba Fett isn't going to change the face of tattooing. Yeah. Probably. Oh, no. I don't think that is going to do happen, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's more kind of like Voldemort at this point. He's having trouble keeping tabs on one city. Like, Voldemort couldn't take over a high school. Like, you can't really say either of them are that great at being baddies when they're having trouble taking over something that's such small in scale. <laughs> no, for me, more lore. It's about lore. Like, yeah. Let me know more. Like, is there a connection? Okay. For me, yeah. It would be cool. That's all. Same thing with Han coming back. It'll be cool when he does. I just want to see him riding on the Rancor. Mm-hmm. Like, there's two suns to Tatooine. It makes sense. It's a desert planet. Now you're telling me there used to be water? Like, <laughs> what? Right. Okay. Well, it was like uh, finding out the, the planet at the beginning of the Rise of Skywalker was... was uh, Jakku. Mas- Mustafar. Oh, yeah. But... They're like, well, it was healing itself from all the lava because the planet next to it was a force. Like, what the? I don't know. I don't even remember what you're talking about. But anyways, the opening scene. When Kylo Ren's on the planet, he's like in the forest and he's killing them. That's Mustafar. And everybody's like, that's not Mustafar. It's lava. Well, the planet's healing itself because Darth Vader's castle is no longer there. So there's no more dark side presence there. So the planet's healing was like that before he was. What? Exactly. Can we, it, That's just, a little okay, So back to Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. Crimson Action Pack. So uh, I'm so expecting fi- there to be some big, big fights coming, and I'm expecting there to be some, at the very least, some pikes getting eaten by Rancor. Definitely somebody's getting mucked up by the Rancor. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know about full eaten just crunchy, because crunchy. It's, it's still a calf, but it's going to do some damage. Um, <laughs> it's big enough to eat a person. Mm-hmm. So we lost Chrysanthemum. We lost the twins. We've ganged. Uh, We've gained some pikes that are not intimidating or fierce in any way. The Vespa gang. We've got the Vespa gang on Boba's side. So it's the pikes versus this group, but we think the Crimson Dawn's behind it. So does that mean we get Dengar coming? Do we get more bounty hunters coming Mm. in the series, or is it just going to be the pikes from here on out? I think there's somebody that's uh, the voice for Crimson Dawn. And I still think it's Cad Bane. Hmm. He's going to be the one that enforces the, or kind of like lays the, the rules down. But yeah, we know we're not getting Darth Maul. Avi, he dead. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they're going to, I don't think Kira's coming back for this. So if it is Crimson Dawn, I think we're getting some, something or someone else. You know, and, and I would be more um, on board with getting a bigger character if maybe not revealed at the end of, you know, episode seven, whatever, if we were going to get another season, we're not. So I don't know. Yeah. Where I, we go is going to be very interesting. That That is why we're like, well, who, we got to get somebody, right? Something cool. Somebody big. Um, I think we were talking about in our, in our text thread about, you know, after coming off of 
a amazing finale for Mando, there may be a, a feeling of pressure. What are you going to do with book? How are you going to finish book of Boba Fett? They may not feel me like, hey, whatever. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I, I'm ready for either one. I, I, I don't really care if like we get a big, big character. <coughs> I already have faith that whatever it does turn out to be yeah. is going to be amazing. Yeah, because I could think even if they uh, reveal that Crimson Dawn is the top syndicate, you still don't need to reveal Kira. And because they said that, yeah, th- this is the only season, but Boba's going to show up Mando 3, mm-hmm. the crossover. So Crimson Dawn could still be that big threat in the future shows of the Mandoverse that we're getting. Yeah. So that's why I think them, and they definitely got the pockets to pay uh, Cad Bane. Uh, uh, Obviously in the Filoni-verse, the end of your show's run does not mean it's the end of your character. So it's not something that needs to be done in the Book of Boba Fett, but I could understand that they're feeling that pressure to have some sort of appearance finale or unveiling of something that rises to the level of Luke Skywalker. I'm pretty sure they knew what the finale to this was going to be before they got started, obviously, because Uh, you can't do that. Mm So uh, you can't do a show without knowing what that is. Uh, unless you're you're making making lost, trilogy. unless you're making the TV series lost, where they don't know how they're going to end it. Or the anyway, sequel, or the sequel trilogy. But well, well. yeah. Anyway, so I for sure they know what their big finale is. So we just have to sit back and and wait yeah. and mm-hmm. see what it is. It's it, we don't. It'll be worth it. We love guessing. We love hearing your guesses. Uh, leave us your hot takes, your predictions, your guesses on what you want to see or <coughs> who you think we're going to see. And uh, make sure you leave those comments on our social medias at The Manda Show Podcast. And with that, I think we would like to remind you that this is the way. This, this is, is the, the, the way. 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 Way, way, way. Way. This is the way. Have you seen my water? <laughs> the Danny Trail. Who are you calling the way? They took my body. They didn't give me back my water. I believe I, I ordered a pina colada with no thought. And they with thought. They and they, it's a thought. no thought. <laughs> I'm going to burn this whole palace down.